Thank you for coming to today's podcast, Daily Reflection Meeting. I'm Fernando, your secretary. I am an alcoholic and in recovery. Let's go ahead and open up with the, the serenity prayer, please. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change those things I can, and wisdom to know the difference. All right, welcome, like I said again, to this brand new day of January the 8th. Today we'll be reading Daily Reflections. Do I have a choice? Out of Alcoholic Anonymous, page 24. The fact is that most alcoholics, for a reason yet obscure, have lost the power of choice in drink. Our so-called willpower becomes practically non-existent. My powerlessness over alcohol does not cease when I quit drinking. In sobriety, I still have no choice. I can drink. The choice I do have is to pick up and use the kit of spiritual tools on page 25. When I do that, my higher power relieves me of my lack of choice and keeps me sober one more day. If I could choose not to pick up a drink today, where then would be my need for AA or a higher power? Amen. My higher power relieves me of my lack of choice. Amen. Beautiful, wonderful, too. I had no power against the first drink until I got into Alcoholic Anonymous and God removed the ability to go keep going there. He made me strong. I finally had the power to choose what was right. I had the power to get to the meeting and start smelling good and stop causing trouble and misery to others and learn how to become a grown-up in society. Amen. Thank you, God, for bringing me to Alcoholic Anonymous. And we'll be reading today uh, an incredible proverb of King Solomon of our... Go to his uh, group. We go to the group of King Solomon's group and what they got to say today. King Solomon says, says that... Wisdom is calling on Proverbs 8. And I'm going to read it with two translations. First, we're going to read the Passion Translation, and then we're going to read it in the New King James Translation, okay? The Passion says, Can you hear the voice of wisdom from the top of the mountains of influence? She speaks into the gateways of the glorious city, at the place where pathways merge, At the entrance of every portal, there she stands ready to impart understanding, shouting out loud to all who enter, preaching her sermon to those who will listen. I am calling to you, sons of Adam, yes, and to you, daughters as well. Listen to me, and you will be prudent and wise. For even the foolish and feeble can receive an understanding heart that will change their inner being. The meaning of my words will release within you revelation for you to reign in life. My lyrics will empower you to live by what is right. For everything I say is unquestionably true, and I refuse to endure the lies of the lawless. My words will never lead you astray. All the declarations of my mouth can be trusted. They contain no twisted logic or perversion of the truth. 
All my words are clear and straightforward to everyone who possesses spiritual understanding. If you have an open mind, you will receive revelation knowledge. My wise correction is more valuable than silver or gold. The finest gold is nothing compared to the revelation knowledge I can impart. Wisdom is so priceless that it exceeds the value of any jewel. Nothing you could wish for can equal her. For I am wisdom, and I am shrewd and intelligent. I have at my disposal living understanding to devise a plan for your life. Wisdom pours into you when you begin to hate every form of evil in your life. For that's what worship and fearing God is all about. Then you will discover that your pompous pride and perverse speech at the very ways of wickedness are the very ways of wickedness that I hate. You will find true success when you find me, for I have insight into wise plans that are designed just for you. I hold in my hand living understanding, courage, and strength. I empower kings to reign and rules to make laws that are just. I empower princes to rise and take dominion and generous ones to govern the earth. I will show my love to those who passionately love me, for they will search and search continue and they will find me. Unending wealth and glory come to those who discover where I dwell. The riches of the righteous and a long satisfying life will be given to them. What I impart has greater worth than gold and treasure, and the increase I bring benefits more than a windfall of income. I lead you in the way of righteousness to discover the paths of true justice. Those who love me gain great wealth and a glorious inheritance, and I will fill their lives with treasures. In the beginning I was there, for God possesses me even before he created the universe. From eternity past, I was set in place before the world began. I was anointed from the beginning before the ocean depths were poured out and before there were any glorious fountains overflowing with water. I was there dancing even before one mountain had ever been sculpted or one hill raised up. I was already there dancing when he created the earth, the fields, even the first atom of dust. I was already there. When he hung the tapestry of the heavens and stretched out the horizon of the earth, when the clouds in the skies were set in place and the subterranean fountains began to flow strong, I was already there. When he set in place the pillars of the earth and spoke the decrees of the sea, commanding the waves so that they wouldn't overstep their boundaries, I was there, close to the Creator's side, at his master's artist. As his master's artist, daily he was filled with delight in me as I playfully rejoiced before him. I laughed and played, so happy with what he had made, while finding my delight in the children of men. So listen, my sons and daughters, to everything I tell you. Wisdom is worth waiting for, for nothing will bring you more joy than following my ways. Listen to my counsel, for my instruction will enlighten you. You'll be wise not to ignore it. If you wait at wisdom's doorway, longing to hear a word for every day, you will break forth within you as you listen for what I'll say. If you wait at wisdom's doorway, longing to hear a word for every day, you will break forth within you as you listen for what I'll say. For the fountains of life pour into 
you every time that you find me. And this is the secret of growing in the delight and the favor of the Lord. But those who stumble and miss me will be sorry they did, for ignoring what I have to say will bring harm to your own soul. Those who hate me are simply flirting with death. Beautiful, huh? Okay, let's see if we can go to the New King James here and read it again. Now, you can play this over and over again to get it in your heart that uh, receiving a word from God is our excellent joy that wisdom flourishes with. And it's our meal, our meal for the day. Amen. All right, Proverbs 8, all over again, New King James Version says, The excellence of wisdom. Does not wisdom cry out and understanding lift up her voice? She takes her stand on the top of the highest, highest hill besides the way where the path meet. She cries out by the gates at the entry of the city, at the entrance of the doors. To you, O man, I call, and my voice is to the sons of men. O you simple ones, understand prudence, and you fools, be of an understanding heart. Listen, for I will speak of excellent things, and from the opening of my lips will come right things. For my mouth will speak truth. Wickedness is an abomination to my lips. All the words of my mouth are with righteousness. Nothing crooked or perverse is in them. They are all plain to him who understands and right to those who find knowledge. Receive my instruction and not silver and knowledge rather than choice gold. For wisdom is better than rubies and all the things one must desire cannot be compared with her. I, wisdom, dwell with prudence and find out knowledge and discretion. The fear of the Lord is to hate evil, pride and arrogance and the evil way and the perverse mouth I hate. Counsel is mine and sound wisdom. I am understanding. I have strength. By me, kings reign and rulers decree justice. By me, princes, rules, and nobles, all the judges of the earth. I love those who love me, and those who seek me diligently will find me. Riches and honor are with me, enduring riches and righteousness. My fruit is better than gold, yes, than fine gold. And my revenue than choice silver. I traverse the way of righteousness in the midst of the path of justice, that I may cause those who love me to inherit wealth, that I may fill their treasuries. The Lord possessed me at the beginning of his way, before his works of old. I have been established from everlasting, from the beginning before there was ever an earth. When there was no death, I was brought forth. When there was no fountains abounding with water, before the mountains were settled, before the hills I was brought forth. Well, as yet he had not made the earth or the fields or the primal dust of the earth, of the world. When he prepared the heavens, I was there when he drew a circle on the face of the deep, when he established the clouds above, when he strengthened the fountains of the deep, when he assigned to the sea its limits, so that the waters would not transgress his commands. When he marked out the foundations of the earth, then I was beside him as a master craftsman, and I was his delight, rejoicing always before him, 
rejoicing in his inhabited world, and my delight was with the sons of men. Now therefore listen to me, my children, for blessed are those who keep my ways, hear instructions, and be wise, and do not disain it. Blessed is the man who listens to me, watching daily at my gates, waiting for the post of my doors, for whoever finds me finds life and obtains favor from the Lord. But he who sins against me wrongs his own soul. All those who hate me love death. Amen and amen. Thank you so much for listening to Proverbs today, Proverbs 8. And that's the beauty of Alcoholic Anonymous. We get the spirit of wisdom, the spirit of understanding. And even if we're have prone to be foolish, if we thank God for our foolishness, it will be arrested and it will be minimized. And wisdom and skill will grow up and people will never know the difference. Okay, let's pray. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us of our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Keep coming back, family. It's working. Thank you for coming to today's podcast. Fernando Alcoholic, let's go ahead and open this meeting with a moment of silence followed by the serenity prayer. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Welcome to today's daily reflection for January the 7th. At the turning point, half measures avail us nothing. We stood at the turning point we ask his protection and care with complete abandon. Alcoholic Anonymous, page 59. Every day I stand at turning points. My thoughts and actions can propel me towards growth or turn me down the road to old habits and to boost. Sometimes turning points are beginnings, as when I decide to start praising, as when I decide to start praising instead of condemning someone or when I begin to ask for help instead of going it alone. At other times, turning points are ending, such as when I see clearly the, the need to stop festering resentments or crippling self-seeking. Many shortcomings tempt me daily. Therefore, I also have daily opportunities to become aware of them. In one form or another, many of my character defects appear daily. Self-condemnation, anger, running away, being prideful, wanting to get even, or acting out grandiosity. Attempting half measures to eliminate these defects merely paralyzes my effort to change. It is only when I ask God for help with complete abandon that I become willing and able to change. Amen. Wow, that is some heavy stuff, folks. Fernando Alcoholic, and there it is. Sometimes turning twice it begin. My turning point says here are beginnings when I decide to start praising instead of condemning someone or condemning myself or beating myself up for losing sober time, for 
losing that girl, losing that job, losing that career, making the wrong choices over and over again. I start praising and then I get rewarded for being obedient. The powers of good reward me when I praise God and I stop condemning myself because I don't know the total picture. For one, I ain't to play judge. I ain't the one that I should be playing to judge. You know, what does God require of me? To love justice is to say uncle when I'm wrong. Justice, to judge myself instead of going to the big judgment or having problems judge me. I judge myself quickly and fast, honestly. I thank God, and even if I don't know the outcome, I say thank you, God, for the situation, especially if I don't understand it. And and I just thank Him, and if it keeps coming back again, I keep fighting the hurts, the pains of letting go by thanking God for what happened. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. I thank God I'm a misfit. I thank God I started it. I thank God they started it. I thank you for the situation just the way it is. So as I started thanking God, God becomes bigger and bigger and bigger. And that habit of complaining, criticizing, condemning starts to die off. That's all there is. It just got out of hand from me drinking. You know, drinking is is evil and and brawler and fighter and condemner. Condemn it did it did what's supposed to do, folks. Drinking did what it's supposed to do. It criticizes, condemns, hates, and does things that hurts people. And oneself too. It eats itself up. Alcohol is trying to get us alone so it can kill us in our thoughts, in our heads, in our minds. So when we stop being alone is when we ask God for help in the form of praise and thanksgiving. In a full circle prayer. In other words, we're thanking him ahead of time, knowing that his peace and joy and answers will come if I thank him for the problem. Now, that's a mighty God. That's a big God. That is an amazing tool, an amazing, it just boggles the imagination that that's available for each and every one of us as the air is for us to breathe. It's just an amazing thing to have a God that merciful, that kind, that loving, that helpful, willing to help us, willing to forgive us, willingness to restore us and set us right. Even if we if we backstab him over and over and over again, we keep pushing the envelope. You know, we keep stepping on his mercy after we, you know, he brings about out of situation and we go right back to it. What is to say that dog always goes back to his vomit. So how does a dog need to change from keeping going back to his vomit? He needs to thank God for his vomit. And then it'll bring him to, it'll bring him to, to the reality that there's clean food available. It doesn't have to be condemning, criticizing, and, and eating vomit by thanking God for the vomit. Sounds crazy, huh? But actually, the result is in the obedience. Never mind the problem. It's in the obedience, thanking God. God wants me to thank Him in this form. Have at it. I enjoy the results. I enjoy the results of thanking Him. When I need something, I thank Him. It's not here. I don't have it. 
I just thank them. And I just have to imagine it and study about it. And before you know it, I planted a seed. I keep watering the seed. I keep thanking him. I keep saying, the supply for it is not here yet, but it will come if we should have it. It will surely come. And God wants it for me. The earth wants it for me. Everyone wants it for me. The only culprit here is my drinking habits, my old habits that I need to trump, if you will. Okay, let's go run over to our to the today's meditation from our sponsor, King Solomon, what he has to say for today for our the seventh of the seventh of the month. He says, Wisdom, your true love. He says, Stick close to my instructions, my son, and follow my advice. Oh, you want to hear the bell? Is that what you said? Time for the Proverbs of the day. From King Solomon. It says, from the Passion Translation, Stick close to my instructions, my sons, and follow all my advice. If you do what I say, you will live. Guard your life with revel and truth revelation truth for my teaching is as precious as your eyesight treasure my instructions and cherish them with your heart within your heart say to wisdom i love you say to understanding you are my sweetheart may the two of you protect me and may we never be apart for they will keep you from the wicked person especially if she, if the words are smooth words meant to seduct your heart. One time, looking out the window of my house one day, I noticed among the mindless crowd a simple, naive person who was about to go astray. There that person was, walking down the street, then he turned the corner, going on his way, hurrying to the house of a harlot. The woman he had planned to meet, there he, it was in the twilight of darkness, convinced no one was watching as he entered the black shadows of hell. That's when their rendezvous began. A woman at the night appeared, dressed to kill in the strength of any man. She was decked out as a harlot, pursuing her a more amorous plan. Her voice was seductive, rebellious, and boisterous as she wandered five, far from what's right. Her type can be found soliciting on street corners on just about any night. She wrapped her arms around the senseless young person and held him tight. She enticed him with kisses and that seemed so right. Then with insolence, she whispered in his ear, Come with me, it'll be all right. I got everything we need for a feast. I'll cook you a wonderful dinner, so here I am. I am I'm all yours. You're the very one I looked for, the one I knew I wanted from the moment I saw you. That's why I come out here tonight, so I could meet a man like you. I spread my canopy bed with coverings, lovely multicolored Egyptian linens, ready for you to lie down on. I sprinkled a sheet with intoxicated perfume made from mirror, aloes, and sweet cinnamon. Come, let's get comfortable and take pleasure in each other and make love all night. 
There's no one home, for my husband's away on business. He left home loaded with money to spend. So don't worry, he won't be back until another month ends. He, he was swayed by her sophistication, enticed by her long, longing embrace. She led him down the wayward path, right into sin and disgrace. Quickly he went astray with no clue where he was truly headed. Taken like a dumb ox alongside the butcher, she was like a venomous snake coiled to strike. So she set her fangs un into him. He's like a man about to be executed with an arrow right through his heart, like a bird that flies into the net, unaware of what's about to happen. So listen to me, young people. You better take my words seriously. Control your sexual urges and guard your hearts against lust. Don't let your passion get out of hand and don't lock your eyes onto a beautiful person. Why would you want to even get close to temptation and seduction to have an affair with a person? They have pierced the souls of multiple people. Many mighty people have fallen and have been brought down by this person. If you look for the road to hell, just go looking to people's hearts, house. Amen. I try to include the uh, young ladies on this reading. I uh, chopped it up some, so I pray that you forgive me. All right, let's go ahead and finish out our reading for today. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Amen. Keep coming back, family. It's working. Thank you for coming to today's daily reflection. I'm Fernando Alcoholic. Let's go ahead and pray with a serenity prayer. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. The victory of surrender, January the 6th. We perceive that only through utter defeat are we able to take our first steps towards liberation and strength. Our admission of powerlessness finally turned out to be firm bedrock upon which happy and purposeful lives may be built. Again, our admission of personal powerlessness finally turns out to be firm bedrock upon which happy and purposeful lives may be built. 12 to 12 Traditions, page 21. When alcohol influenced every facet of my life, when bottles became the symbol of all my self-indulgence and permissiveness, when I came to realize that by myself I could do nothing to overcome the power of alcohol, I realized I had no recourse except surrender. In, sur in surrender, I found victory. Victory over my selfish indulgence. Victory over my stubborn resistance of, to life as it was given to me. When I stopped fighting anybody or anything, I started on the path to sobriety, serenity, and peace. Amen. And with that, we'll go ahead and read today's proverb. Proverbs 6, and we're actually reading it through the um, Passion Translation this, this month, giving it, it a chance to stretch out its feet. Words of wisdom from our sponsor, King Solomon. Here he comes, my son. If you co-sign a loan for an acquaintance and guarantee his debt, you'll be sorry that you ever did it. 
You'll be trapped by your promise and legally bound by the agreement, so listen carefully to my advice. Quickly get out of it if you possibly can. Swallow your pride, get over your embarrassment, and go tell your friend you want your name off that contract. Don't put it off and don't rest until you get it done. Rescue yourself from future pain. I said rescue yourself from future pain and be free from it once and for all. You'll be so relieved that you did. You will come to this conclusion if you go through the pain, then you're going to come to this decision anyway. So you'll be right back where you started. When you're feeling lazy, come and learn a lesson from this tale of the tiny ant. Yes, all you lazy bones come learn from the example of the ant and enter into wisdom. The ants have no chief, no boss, no manager. No one has to tell them what to do. You'll see them working and toiling all summer long, stockpiling their food in preparation for winter. So wake up, sleepyhead. How long will you lie there? When will you wake up and get out of bed? If you keep nodding off and thinking, I'll do it later, or say to yourself, I'll just sit back a while and take it easy, just watch how the future unfolds. By making excuses, you'll learn what it means to do go without. Poverty will pounce on you like a bandit and move in as your roommate for life. Here's another life lesson to learn from observing wayward and wicked men. You can tell they are lawless. They're constant liars, proud deceivers, full of clever ploys and convincing plots. Their twisted thoughts are perverse and they are always scheming out to stir up trouble and sowing strife with every step they take. But when the calamity comes knocking on their door, suddenly and without warning, they're undone, broken to bits, shattered with no hope of healing. There are six evils God truly hates and a seventh that is an abomination to him. Putting others down while considering yourself superior, spreading lies and rumors, spilling the blood of the innocent, plotting evil in your heart to another, gloating over, over doing what's plainly wrong, spouting lies and false testimony and stirring up strife, strife between friends. These are entirely despicable to God. My son, obey your father's godly instruction and follow your mother's life-giving teaching. Fill your heart with their advice and let your life be shaped by what they taught you. Their wisdom will guide you wherever you go and keep you from bringing harm to yourself. Their instruction will whisper to you at every sunrise and direct you through a brand new day. For truth is a bright beam of light shining into every area of your life, instructing, instructing and correcting you to discover the way to godly living. Truth will protect you from immorality and from the promiscuity of another man's wife. Your heart won't be enticed by her flatteries or lust over her beauty, nor will her suggestive way conquer you. Prostitutes reduce a man to poverty, and the adulteress steals your soul. She may even cost you your life. For how can a man light his pants on fire and not be burned? Can he walk over coals of fire and not blister his feet? What makes you think that you can sleep with another man's wife and not get caught? Do you really think you'll get away with it? Don't you know it will ruin your life? You can almost excuse a thief if he steals to feed his own family. But if he is caught, he still has to pay back what he stole sevenfold. His punishment and fine will cost him greatly. So don't be so stupid as to think you can get away with your adultery. It will destroy your life and you will pay the price for the rest of your days. 
you'll discover what humiliation, shame, and disgrace are all about. For no one will ever let you forget what you've done. A husband's jealousy makes a man furious. He won't spare you when it comes to take revenge. When he comes to take revenge, try all you want to talk your, your way out of it. Offer him a bribe and see if he can manipulate him with your money. Nothing will turn him aside when he comes to you with vengeance in his eyes. Ooh. Amen. And with that, thank you so much for coming to today's study. <clears throat> Give them heaven, family. Let's, let's pray out with the uh, third step prayer. God, I offer myself to thee to build with me and to do with me as thou wilt. Relieve me of the bondage of self that I may better do thy will. Take away my difficulties that victory over them may bear witness to those I would help of thy power, of thy love, of thy way of life. May I do thy will always. Welcome, family. Welcome to today's Daily Reflection. My name is Fernando. I'm an alcoholic. Let's go ahead and start this quick, fast meeting with a moment of silence followed by the serenity prayer. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Amen. Today's daily reflection for July, excuse me, for June, January the 5th is total acceptance. He cannot picture life without alcohol. Someday he will be unable to imagine life either with alcohol or without it. Then he will know loneliness such as few do. He will be at the jumping off place. He will wish for the end. Alcoholic Knowledge, page 152. Only an alcoholic can understand the exact meaning of a statement like this one. The double standard that held me captive as an active alcoholic also filled me with terror and confusion. If I don't get a drink, I'm going to die. Compete it with... If I continue drinking, it's going to kill me. Both compulsive thoughts push me ever closer to the bottom. The bottom produced a total acceptance of my alcoholism with no reservation whatsoever and one that was absolutely essential for my recovery. It was a dilemma unlike anything I had ever faced, but as soon as I found out, but as I found out later on, a necessary one if I was to succeed in this program. Amen. Fernando Alcoholic, I thank God for all the things that had happened. I thank God for all the destruction, the chaos. And the nonsense and the resources and time spent, the shame and everything. I thank God for everything. All was necessary for me to come to to my senses to say uncle. Once I said uncle, then God was able to come in because the door was open from the inside. Thank you, God. And then the promises. I saw the promises on the wall. I said, huh, they're so far away. Sure. This program's not going to work. And then the little prayer for the promises. Well, the promises are not here yet, but it will come. If we should have it, it will surely come. I started calling the promises a it. And you know what? It started to show up. Every time they said the word it, I paid attention. The supply, the miracle for it is not here yet. But it will come if we should have it. It will surely come. Because my main entrance was me opening the door from the inside and saying, Uncle, 
And talking about uncles, let's go over to see how our our sponsor, my sponsor, our sponsor, King Solomon's doing. Let's open up that door to their group and read today's today's reading for uh, the fifth Proverbs fifth five. And we'll go ahead and read it on the uh, Passion Translation, which is an excellent translation. It's the new kid in the block, as I said. It's a little deep compared to the Amplified, but here we go. Avoid promiscuity. What a word, huh? P-R-O, the miscuity. <laughs> Avoid miscuity. That's what it says. If she belongs to God. Pro, and then Miss, Miss Cutie, watch out for Miss Cutie. Listen to me, my son, for I know what I'm talking about. Listen carefully to my advice, so that wisdom and discernment will enter your heart. And then the words you speak will express what you learn. Remember this. The lips of a seductress seem sweet like honey, and her smooth words are like music in your ears. But I promise you this, in the end, all you'll be left is with a bitter conscience. For the sting of your sin will pierce your soul like a sword. Listen up, folks, this is true. For the sting of your sin, nothing to do with her, it was your choice. For the sting of your sin will pierce your soul like a sword. She will ruin your life, that's her job, drag you down to death and lead you straight to hell. She has prevented many from considering the path of life. Yes, she will take you with her where you don't want to go, sliding down a slippery road and not even realizing where the two of you will end up. Listen to me, young men and young women, and don't forget this one thing I'm telling you. Run away from promiscuity, sin, as fast as you can. Don't ever go near the door of that house unless you want to fall into seduction. In disgrace, you will relinquish your honor to another, and all your remaining years will be squandered, given over to the cruel one. Why would you let strangers take away your strength while the labors of your house go to someone else? For when you grow old and you groan in anguish and shame as sexual transmitted disease consume your body, and then finally you admit that you were wrong and say, If only I had listened to wisdom's voice and not stubbornly demanded my own way, because my heart hated to be told what to do. Why didn't I take seriously the warnings of my wise counselors? Why was I so stupid to think that I could get away with it? Now I'm totally disgraced and my life is ruined. I'm paying the price for the people of the congregation are now my judges. My son, share your love with your wife alone. Drink from her well of pleasure and from no other. Why do you have sex with a stranger or with anyone other than her? Reserve this pleasure for you and her alone and not to share it with another. Your sex life will be blessed as you take joy and pleasure in the wife of your youth. Let her breath be your satisfaction and let her embrace intoxicate you at all times. Be continually delighted and ravished with her love, my son. Why should you be exhilarated by an adulteress by embracing a woman who is not yours? 
For God sees everything you do and his eyes are wide open and he, as he observes every single habit you have. Beware that your sins don't overtake you and that the scars of your own conscience don't. Becomes the rope that tie you up. Those who choose wickedness die for lack of self-control. For their foolish ways lead them astray, carrying them away as hostages, kidnap captives, rob of destiny. Amen. Hey, God bless you guys. This is heavy duty this morning. I'm Fernando Alcoholic. And I remember dating a gal. And I remember losing my my savings. And I couldn't work. And and my work was going to someone else. And and all this stuff and craziness, you know. And, and trying to, to put a life together so quickly without evaluating the uh, the consequences or the signals or the signs that were in in front of us all the signs all the warnings everything takes time folks everything as we know all right god bless you give them heaven get out there and enjoy this day watch out for the rain uh relax no big deals this too shall pass easy does it but for for the grace of god amen live and let live did i say that one one of my favorites. All right, let's go ahead and pray out. Let's pray with the uh, third step prayer, please. God, I offer myself to thee to build with me and to do with me as thou wilt. Relieve me of the bondage of self that I may better take thy will. Do thy will. Take away my difficulties that victory over them may bear witness to those that would help of thy power, of thy love, of thy way of life. May I do thy will always. Amen. Keep coming back, family. It's working. Reading of Daily Reflections. Welcome to today's podcast, Fernando Alcoholic. Let's go ahead and pray the serenity to prayer, please. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. All right, January the 3rd says, We admit it, we're powerless over our call that our lives have become unmanageable. 12 and 12, page 21. It is no coincidence that the very first step mentions powerlessness. An admission of personal powerlessness over alcohol is the cornerstone of the foundation of recovery. I learned that I do not have the power and control I once thought I had. I am powerless over what people think about me. I am powerless over having just missed the bus. I am powerless over how other people work or don't work the steps. But I've also learned I am not powerless over some things. I am not powerless over my attitudes. I am not powerless over negativity. I am not powerless over assuming responsibility for my own recovery. I have the power to exert a positive influence on myself my loved ones, and the world in which I live. That was January the 3rd. Now let's go ahead and do January the 4th. We we feel that elimination of our drinking is but a beginning, a much more important demonstration of our principal lives before us in our respective homes, occupation, and affairs. Alcoholics Anonymous, page 19. It is usually pretty easy for me to be pleasant to the people in AA setting. 
I, I am at my best attitude. But while I'm working to stay sober, I'm, I'm celebrating my fellow, fellow AAs. Our common release from the hell of drinking is often not so hard to spread glad tidings to my old and new friends in the program. At home or at work, though, it can be a different story. It is in situations arising in both of these areas that the little day-to-day frustrations are most evident and where it can be tough to smile or reach out with a kind word or an attentive ear. It's outside of the AA rooms that I face at the real test of the effectiveness of my walk through AA's 12 steps. And that's where some of the other programs come in. Pretty cool. Narcotics Anonymous, Alcoholic Anonymous, Overeaters Anonymous can take the age. It is so valuable and important for the whole family to be hooked up in some type of uh, reading program through the AA or any of the other ones I mentioned. It will prove to be a good running home at home, good running household when everyone's working the program. I'm Fernando, alcoholic. Let's go ahead and switch over and read what King Solomon would have to say for the third and fourth of uh, the Proverbs. So let's do the third first. My child. Let's go ahead and pray the uh, third step prayer before I do this. Please. God, I offer myself to thee to build with me and to do with me as thou wilt. Relieve me of the bondage of self that I may better do thy will. Take away my difficulties that victory over them may bear witness to those I would help of thy power, of thy love, of thy way of life. May I do thy will always. Amen. Again, thank you so much for coming in today and working on our recovery, working on your recovery. Just for today, I'll be grateful for the things I've been given, the things I prayed for, and they have come. And I thank God for the maintenance of taking care of the things I've been given today. It shows my appreciation. Amen. The Rewards of Freedom, Proverbs 3. Here we go. My child, if you truly want a long and satisfying life, never forget the things that I taught you. Follow closely every truth that I've given you. Then you will have a full rewarding life. Hold on to loyal love and don't let it go. And be faithful to all that you have been taught. Let your life be shaped so by integrity with truth written upon your heart. That's how you will find favor and understanding with both God and men. You will gain the reputation of living well. Trust in the Lord completely and do not rely on your own opinions. With all your heart, rely on Him to guide you and He will lead you in every decision you make. Become intimate with Him in whatever you do and He will lead you wherever you go. Don't think for a moment that you know it all. For wisdom comes when you adore Him with undivided devotion and avoid everything that's wrong. Then you will find the healing refreshment your body and spirit long for. Glorify God with all your wealth, honoring Him with your first fruits, with every increase that comes to you. Then every dimension of your life will overflow with blessings from an uncontainable source of inner joy. My child, 
<clears throat> when the Lord God speaks to you, never take his words lightly and never be upset when he corrects you. For the father disciplines comes only from his passionate love and pleasure for you. Even when it seems like his correction is harsh, it's still better than any father on earth gives to his child. Blessing poured over the ones who find wisdom, for they have obtained living understanding. As with them increases, a great treasure is imparted, greater than many bars of refined gold. It is more valuable commodity than gold and gemstones. For there is nothing you desire that could compare to her. Wisdom extends your extends to you long life in one hand and wealth and promotion in the other. Out of her mouth flows righteousness, and her words release both law and mercy. The way of wisdom are sweet, always drawing you into the place of wholeness. Seeking for her brings the discovery of untold blessings. For she is the healing tree of life to those who taste her fruits. The Lord laid the earth's foundations with wisdom's blueprints. By his living understanding, all the universe came into being. By his divine revelations, he broke open the hidden fountains of the deep, bringing secret, secret springs to the surface as the mist of the night dripped down from heaven. My child, never drift off course from those two goals for your life to walk in wisdom and to discover your purpose. Don't ever forget how they empower you, for they strengthen you inside and out and inspire you to do what's right. You will be energized and refreshed by the healing they bring. They give you living hope to guide you. And not one of life's tests will cause you to stumble. You will sleep like a baby, safe and sound. Your rest will be sweet and secure. You will not be subject to terror, for it will not terrify you. Nor will the disrespectful be able to push you aside. Because God is your confidence in times of crisis, keeping your heart at rest in every situation. Why would you withhold payment on your debt when you have the ability to pay? Just do it. Just do it. When your friend comes to ask you for a favor, why would you say perhaps tomorrow when you have the money right there in your pocket? Help him today. Why would you hold a grudge in your heart towards your neighbor who lives right next door? And why would you quarrel with those who have done nothing wrong to you? Is that a chip on your shoulder? Don't act like those bullies or learn their ways. Every violent thug is despised by the Lord, but every tender lover finds friendship with God and will he hear his intimate secrets. The wicked walk under God's constant curse, but the righteous walk under the stream of his blessing, for they seek to do what is right. If you walk with the mockers, you will learn to mock. But God's grace and flow, favor flow to the meek. Stubborn fools fill their lives with disgrace. But glory and honor rest upon the wise. Amen. Glory and honor rest about, about the wise. And now for the reading of chapter 4, Proverbs. A Father's Instruction. Let's go ahead and pray. Let's go and say and pray the uh, seven-star prayer, please. 
My creator, I am now willing that you should have all of me, good and bad. I pray that you now remove from me every single defect of character that stands in the way of my youthfulness to you and my fellows. Grant me the strength as I go out here and do your bidding. Amen. Listen to my correction, my sons, for I speak to you as by your father. Let discernment enter your heart and you will grow wise with the understanding I impart. My revelation truth is a gift to you, so remain faithful to my instructions. For I too was once the delight of my father and sheriff by my mother, their beloved child. Then my father taught me, saying, Never forget my words. If you do everything which I teach you, you will reign Amen. in life. So make wisdom your quest. Search for the revelation of life's meaning. Don't let what I say go in one ear and out the other. Stick with wisdom and she will stick to you, protecting you throughout your days in, your, in the land. She will rescue all those who passionately listen to her voice. Wisdom is the most valuable commodity, to, so buy it. Revelation knowledge is what you need, so invest in it. Wisdom will exalt you when you exalt her truth. She will lead you to honor and favor when you live your life by her insight. You will be adorned with beauty and grace. And wisdom's glory will wrap itself around you, making you victorious in the race. My son, if you will take time to stop and listen to me and embrace what I say, you will live a long and happy life, full of understanding in every way. I have taken you by the hand in wisdom's ways, pointing you to the path of integrity. Your progress will have no limits. When you come along with me, and you will never stumble as you walk along the way. So receive my correction, no matter how hard it is to swallow. For wisdom will snap you back into place. Her words will be invigorating life to you. Do not deter into darkness or even set foot on that path. Stay away from it. Don't even go there. For troublemakers are restless if they are not involved in evil. They are not satisfied until they have brought a brought someone harm. They feed on darkness and drink until they are drunk on the wine of wickedness. But the lovers of God walk on the highway of light. And their ways shine brighter and brighter until the perfect day. But the wicked walk in thick darkness like those who travel in fog and yet don't have a clue why they keep stumbling. Listen carefully, my dear child. Do everything that I teach you and pay attention to all that I have to say. Fill your thoughts with my words until they penetrate deep into your spirit. Again, Fill your thoughts with my words until they penetrate deep into your spirit. Then as you unwrap my words, they will, be, they will impart true life and radiant health into the very core of your being. Again, then as you unwrap my words, they will impart true life and radiant health into the very core of your being. So above all, guard the affections of your heart for they affect all that you are. Pay attention to the welfare of your, of your innermost being, for from there flows the wellspring of life. 
Avoid dishonest speech and pretentious words. No matter what, set your gaze on the path before you with fixed purpose. Looking straight ahead ignores <clears throat> ignore life's destructions. Watch where you're going. Stick to the path of truth and the road will be safe and smooth before you. Don't allow yourself to be sidetracked for even a moment or take the tour that leads to darkness. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Amen. Greetings, everyone. Welcome to today's podcast, Daily Reflections. I'm Fernando Alcoholic for January the 2nd. Let's go ahead and open this meeting with a moment of silence followed by the serenity prayer, please. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change those things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Amen. You know, referring about the promises, you can say this. God, the supply for it is not here yet, but it will come. If we should have it, it will surely come. Pretty good statement to be saying all day long. We get what we say. We get what we talk about. All right, let's go ahead and get right into our reading right away. Daily Reflections for January the 2nd. As Bill sees it, page 8 says... Is sobriety all that we can expect of a spiritual awakening? No, sobriety is only a bare beginning. Practicing the AA program is like building a house. First, I had to pour a big, thick concrete slab on which to erect the house. That, to me, was the equivalent of stopping drinking. But it's pretty uncomfortable living on a concrete slab, unprotected and exposed to the heat, cold, wind, and rain. So I built a room on the slab by... Starting to practice the program, the first room was rickety because I wasn't used to the work. But as time passed, as I practiced the program, I learned to build better rooms. The more I practiced and the more I built, the more comfortable and happy was the home I now have lived in. Fernando Alcoholic, that comes to mind how we start a brand new meeting out of nowhere. We started with the traditions. You know, we reinforced the house, the room with the traditions, and, and then from there, we have the chairs, the desk, and we have the 12 steps, and we start to work on it. And that's how we develop a good home for a good living to uh, welcome the principles, the principles of our higher power that makes this thing go. Amen. Today, I'm going to be reading you a story. It works at work. It's from uh, June 2000 of A Grapevine. I'm reading it from the the Next Frontier booklet, Emotional Sobriety, a Grapevine publication, aagrapevine.org. A frustrating morning at work drove me to a noon AA meeting where I was called on to share. I unloaded my frustration of working with people who care only for themselves. A co-worker had, I thought, intentionally misled me about the location of a business meeting where, as a trainee, I was to observe him facilitate. This, I thought, was my big chance, and he seemed intent on elbowing me out of the limelight 
For years of both college and sobriety had resulted in an unfinished degree and the title of clerk. No matter how hard I worked, nothing seemed to make a difference in either my income or my title. I was ambitious and hardworking, but with no direction, I repeatedly asked my sponsor when I would know what direction I should take at work. His response was always, just show up and be of service. After I concluded my whining, Joe D. was called on. He looked at me and said, Debbie, no one was happier than I. I was that you worked the set. Now, why don't you try working the traditions? Start with the first one. It was explained to me that to put our commonwealth for first, I would have to put myself second. Tradition one meant putting ourselves to the side and working for the greater good. This was not what I expected to hear, but I had run out of ideas and become willing to try doing it differently. It didn't take long for me to realize that in order to consider the common welfare of my common of my work group, I had to be willing to let go of my resentments toward them, specifically to my co-worker. I had to look for many parts in the situation because I knew by this time that people didn't usually avoid me without good reason. I remember that a couple of times at a meeting which my co-worker was leading, I had fired some of my sarcastic but funny comments at his expense. The group laughed, but I remember the look on his eyes. No wonder he was avoiding me. He couldn't control what was coming out of my mouth. I had to clean up my side of the street with him and and did so by telling him that I was both aware of and sorry for what I had done and in the future, I would make every effort to support rather than embarrass him. I asked him if there was anything I could do to be of service to him. He didn't jump at my offer. A few weeks later, I saw an opportunity to be of service, and I asked him if he liked me to assist with the design of a presentation layout for the training course he was preparing. It was an important project and one that he had put a great deal of time and effort into it. He accepted my offer. This time, I had a different motive than before, designed to meet the needs of the presenter and the audience instead of my own desire to be paid more or single out for praise. As the design began to take shape, so did my attitude about my job. I began to experience the true satisfaction of being a worker among workers. I found that I had an opportunity to help me help make something that fostered confidence rather than panic in the presenters. I even found opportunities to apply humor into the presentation, not the wicked kind that hurts, but the witty kind that helped people feel good. The week prior to the big event, my coworker asked me to accompany him because, as he put it, I will have more confidence if I know you are there to help if anything goes wrong with the presentation. Imagine that. As I worked the first tradition to the best of my ability, I noticed a sense of well-being at work and an increased interest in others. It had never occurred to me before that the result of working the traditions might be the same as working the steps. And the effects of tradition one continue to amaze me. A few months after the big event, my co-worker's wife entered the AA fellowship for the first time. The combination of relief, gratitude, and awe at the power of the AA program washed over me when I realized that my behavior outside of AA could affect either positively or negatively a newcomer who had not yet entered our doors. 
What would they have thought of this program if I had not cleaned up my side of the street and worked Tradition 1? Thank God we will never know because my co-worker's wife liked what we saw, wanted what we had, and was just celebrated two years of sobriety. It is my privilege to be her sponsor. What about my career and the title that I have been so anxious to attain? It comes as no surprise to me that my current job is so identified is to identify areas of need in organizations and then design information systems that will meet those needs. As for my job title, it will probably change when I complete my degree somewhere around June 2001. Imagine that. That was from Deborah M. from Richland, Washington. Beautiful, beautiful, wonderful. It's no coincidence, folks, that both of those, uh, the, uh, these stories are aligned. They were taken quite randomly, but if any of you are thinking about opening up a club, opening up uh, or how to handle uh, a room, the emphasis is no crosstalk. You know, everybody shares for three to four or five minutes. They need to, when a newcomer enters the room, they're there, the most important one. We tell them how we got there. And we, we steer the, the committee, take a vote, and steer it over to helping the newcomer and uh, not asking the newcomer questions and shooting questions at them, but telling them how we were newcomers with, and we didn't think this program was going to work, and how it worked for us, and how the, the, the words took us to flight to other areas of our life where we needed it, where we needed to grow up and see where we were wrong where we were pushing the envelope, and finally we got caught. <laughs> All right, let's go ahead and go down to our King uh, Solomon, my sponsor. There, here we walk into his group, into his fellowship, and let's see what he's got to say for today, for our morning Proverbs the second for this day. All right. Proverbs from the the Passion Translation. It says, Searching for Wisdom is the title. My Alki, will you treasure my wisdom? Then and only then will you acquire it. And only if you accept my advice and hide it within you with all and then you will succeed. So train your heart to listen up when I speak. Train yourself and open your spirit wide to expand your discernment. Then pass it on to others, to others that come in to the program. Yes, you cry out for comprehension and, and wisdom and answers, interceding for insight, and you ended up here in the rooms of AA in the 12-step program. If you keep seeking it like a man would seek for sterling silver, searching for hidden places of cherished treasure, then you will discover the respect and the honor of the Lord. And you find the true knowledge of God. Wisdom is a gift from a generous God. And every word he speaks is full of revelation and becomes a foundation of understanding within you. For the Lord has hidden storehouses of wisdom, made accessible to his upright godly ones that want it, to the ones that want it. He becomes your personal bodyguard as you follow his ways, 
protecting and guarding you as you choose what is right. Then you will discover all that is just, proper, and fair and be empowered to make the right decisions as you walk into your destiny. Now listen up. When wisdom wins your heart and revelation breaks in, true pleasure enters your soul. True pleasure. If you choose to follow good counsel, divine design will watch over you and understanding will protect you from making poor choices. It will rescue you from evil in disguise and from those who speak duplicities. For they have left the path of righteousness and walk in the way of darkness. They take pleasure when evil prospers and thoroughly enjoy a lifestyle of sin. But they're walking on a path to nowhere, wandering away in deeper deception. Only wisdom can save you from the flattery of the, of the promiscuous woman. She's such a smooth-talking seductress. She left her husband and has forgotten her wedding vows. You'll find her house on the road to hell, and all the men who go through her doors will never come back to the place they were. They will find nothing but desolation and despair. Follow those who follow wisdom and stay on the right path. For all my godly lovers will enjoy life to the fullest and will inherit their destinies. But the treacherous ones who love darkness will lose not only all they could have had, but even they'll lose their own souls. Oh boy, pretty tough, huh? I'm Fernando Alcoholic. Thank you so much for coming in today's podcast. Uh, Let's go ahead and finish off with the Lord's Prayer, please. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us of our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Keep coming back, family. It works. I'm Fernando Alcoholic. Today, reading Daily Reflections, we're going to go ahead and read 28, 29, 30, and 31. Amen. Let's go ahead and read the first one. It says, suit up and show up. Let's go ahead and pray ahead of time, please. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change. Courage to change those things I can and wisdom to know the difference. Amen. All right. (laughs) Let's go ahead and uh, read AA. In AA, we aim not only for sobriety, we try again to become citizens of the world that we rejected and of the world that once rejected us. This is the ultimate demonstration towards which 12-step work is the first but not the final step. Let me read that again, please. In AA, we aim not only for sobriety, we try again to become citizens of the world that we rejected 
and of the world that once rejected us. This is the ultimate demonstration towards which 12-step work is the first but not the final step. Wow, as Bill sees it, page 21. Incredible readings, huh? The old line says, suit up and show up. That action is so important that I like to think of it as my model. I can choose each day to suit up and show up or not. Showing up at meetings starts me towards feeling a part of that meeting. For then I can do what I'll say I'll do at meetings. I can talk with newcomers and I can share my experience. That's what credibility, honesty, and courtesy really are. Suiting up and showing up are the concrete actions I take in my ongoing return to normal living. Man, that's cool stuff. That's what we're doing. That's what I'm doing. That's what you're doing. Thank you, God, that iron sharpens iron. December the 29th. The joy of living. Therefore, the joy of good living is the theme of AA's 12 Steps. 12 Steps and 12 Traditions, page 125. AA is a joyful program. Even so, I occasionally balk at taking the necessary steps to move ahead and find myself resisting the very actions that could bring about the joy I want. I would not resist if those actions did not touch some vulnerable area of my life, an area that needs hope and fulfillment. Repeated exposure to joyfulness has a way of softening the hard outer edges of my ego. Therein lies the power of joyfulness to help all members of AA. Wow, wonderful, beautiful, extremely powerful words of life. Our next reading is Anonymity. 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 Ah, chingao. December the 30th. Anonymity, <laughs> I'm joking, guys. Anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all our traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Alcoholic Anonymous, page 562. Tradition 12 became important early in my sobriety and along with the 12 steps. It continues to be a must in my recovery. I became aware after I joined the fellowship that I had personally personality problems so that when I first heard it, the tradition, tradition's message was very clear. There exists an immediate way for me to face with others my alcoholism and attend anger, and attendant anger, defensiveness, and offensiveness. I saw Tradition 12 as being a great ego deflator. It relieved my anger and gave me a chance to utilize the principles of the program. All of the steps in, in this particular tradition have guided me over decades of continuous sobriety. I am grateful to those who were here when I needed them. Again, folks, maybe not you, but me. I need to read this again, please, and take it bit by bit. Here we go. Thank you. Tradition 12 became important early in my sobriety and along with the 12 steps. It continues to be a must in my recovery. I became aware after I joined the fellowship that 
I had personality problems. Huh, imagine that. So that when I first heard it, the tradition's message was very clear. There exists an immediate way for me to face with others, my alcoholism and attendant anger, defensiveness, of offensiveness. I saw Tradition 12 as being a great ego deflator. It relieved me, it relieved my anger and gave me a chance to utilize the principles of the program. All of the steps and this particular tradition have guided me over decades of continuous sobriety. I am grateful to those who were here when I needed them. And the principle is anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all our traditions. Ever reminded us to place principles before personalities. And in our sister program, Elnon, I'm, I'm a double winner, by the way. I go to Elnon meetings. They say principles above personalities. Principles above personalities. Amen. All right. December 31st, come to the end of the year. Hallelujah. The idea of 24-hour living applies primarily to the emotional life of the individual. Huh. The idea of 24-hour living applies primarily to the emotional life of the individual. Emotionally speaking, we must not live in yesterday nor in tomorrow. As Bill sees at page 284. A new year, 12 months, 52 weeks, 365 days, 8,760 hours, 525,600 minutes. A time to consider directions, goals, and actions. I must make some plans to live a normal life, but I also must live emotionally within a 24-hour frame. For if I do, I don't have to make New Year's resolutions. I can make every day of a New Year's Day, I can decide, today I will do this, today I will do that. Each day I can measure my life by trying to do a little better, by deciding to follow God's will, and by making an effort to put the principles of our AA program into action. Amen. And I wonder how many 525,600 minutes and 24 Hours. I was going to multiply that by seconds. The may is 60 times 525,000. What does that come out to? You know, this kind of exercise it helps me to exercise my thinking brain. Okay, you got 525,600 minutes. And you divide each one by 60. Now I'm getting confused because I'm talking to you. You are, you're pulling my enthusiasm. Uh, sorry about that. Here we go. Okay, let's go ahead and uh, I was going to multiply it by 60. Okay, let's try that. 60. See what happens. We get 31,536,000 seconds. In a year. That sounds, sounds about right, huh? Okay. Well, I'll take it. 31 million. We are rich. 
We are rich in this program because of the words and the uh, and the understanding. And we've been still. We we're able to be still and know that God is God and we are not. And God has a plan and a program. And we say uncle, and it works. I don't know how it works, but my bills are paid. I'm relaxed. I can go to meetings. You know, the 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 objective is happily, joyfully, and freedom. Happily, I got my bills paid. Joyfully, I can go places and do things, and I can have freedom. You know, one of the things that emphasized is the freedom is make plans. But God will make, will pull out the 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 reply. We make plans, but but God will. And also, I I make plans. Today I'm putting down everything I achieve for this 24 hours, just like Bill said it. I just got. I said, how can I accomplish something today, God? And then I'll write down whatever I accomplished. Like this reading, I'm going to write it down. Really, the idea of 24-hour living applies primarily to the emotional life of the individual. Case in point, folks, right there, that we need to high-five ourselves, give ourselves an emotional hug, and, and, and reward ourselves for something well done on a minute-by-minute, individual, daily basis. Emotional speaking, we must live in believing today by by acknowledging our small accomplishments folks and then building on that love and that that we need to love ourselves for our actions and our accomplishments on a daily basis and build on that love once we build on that love the future is going to come easily folks you know, we're not beating ourselves up because of yesterday. We're not beating ourselves with what we got to do tomorrow. We're building ourselves up on what we have accomplished today. And us listening to this, this podcast is a an accomplishment. I guarantee it, folks. I guarantee it. I've been studying this for 40 years, folks. And every... <clears throat> Yeah, you said you still haven't got it right. You say, huh? Bunch of smart aleck people. <laughs> okay, let's go ahead and move on. I want to thank you so much, everyone, for coming to today's reading. Um, we're going to read uh, Proverbs 20a from our, my sponsor, King Solomon, who his, his words resound loudly in my head. You know, I'm always hearing him as I go through the day. When I read these out loud, the right words stick with me. Watch. This one's called Warning and Instructions. Woo! I love it already. Proverbs 28. Warnings and Instructions. You know, one of the strongest words in the in language is warnings. You know, war. There's a war up ahead. Warnings, there's a storm up ahead, and instructions. Instructions is a two by four for me. I only pay intentions, I only pay attention if I get struck. I get struck with a two by four. I get instructions. That's how God got my attention in the beginning. That's how I knew He loved me. 
Every time I strayed away from AA and I went back to the dance bar, I got instructed with a two by four and the means of a bill or, or fights or getting thrown out and, and, and out of dance places and stuff like that. I just ran back into the safe haven. Huh. Okay, Proverbs 1, Proverbs 28, verse 1. The wicked flee when no one pursues them, but the righteous are as bold as lion. The wicked flee when no one pursues them, but the righteous are as bold as a lion. When a land does wrong, it has many princes. But when the ruler is a man of understanding and knowledge, its stability endures. Our stability is going to endure, folks, because we are listening to these words that come from a ruler, which is God. And he's given us these words, the spirit of wisdom, the spirit of understanding, the spirit of God's honor and glory is here with us. And he and he, this is his kingdom. And we are under it, on it, around it. When a ruler is a man of understanding, God, and a, a man of knowledge, God, its stability endures. And we are his subjects, folks, under this canopy of the recovery AA momentum. Amen. Number three, a poor man who oppresses and exploits the lowly is like sweeping rain, which leaves no food. Those who set aside the law of God and man praise the wicked, but those who keep the law of God and man struggle with them. Evil men do not understand justice, but they who long for and seek the Lord understand it fully. Better is the poor who walks in his integrity integrity, than he who is crooked and two-faced, though he is rich. He who keeps the law of God and man is a wise and discerning son. But he who is companion of gluttonous humiliates his father and himself. He who increases his wealth by interest and usury, excessive interest, gathers it for him who is gracious to the poor. He who turns his ear away from listening to the law of God and man, even his prayer is repulsive to God. He who leads the upright astray on an evil path will himself fall into his own pit, but the blameless will inherit good. The rich man who is conceited and relies on his wealth instead of God is wise in his own eyes, but the poor man who has understanding because he relies on God is able to see through him. When the righteous triumph, there is great glory and celebration. But when the wicked rise to prominence, men hide themselves. He who conceals his transgressions will not prosper, but whoever confesses and turns away from his sins will find compassion and mercy. Blessed and favored by God is the man who fears sin and his consequences at all times. But he who hardens his heart and is determined to sin will fall into disaster. Like a roaring lion and a charging bear is a wicked ruler over a poor people. A leader who is 
a great oppressor lacks understanding and common sense, and his wickedness shortens his days. But he who hates unjust gain will be blessed and prolong his days. A man who is burned with the guilt of human blood, murder, will be fugitive unto death. Let no one support him or give him refuge. He who walks blamelessly and uprightly will be kept safe. But he who is crooked, perverse, will suddenly fall. He who cultivates his land will have plenty of bread. But he who follows worthless people and frivolous pursuits will have plenty of poverty. A faithful, right-minded man will abound with blessings, but he who hurries to be rich will not go unpunished. To have regard for one person over another and to show favoritism is not good. Because of a piece of bread, a man will transgress. He who has an evil and envious eye hurries to be rich and does not know that poverty will come upon him. He who appropriately reprimands a wise man will afterwards find more favor than he who flatters with the tongue. He who robs his father or his mother and says, This is no sin, is not only a thief, but also the companion of a man who destroys. An arrogant and greedy man stirs up strife. But he who trusts in the Lord will be blessed and prosper. He who trusts confidently in his own heart is a dull, thick-headed fool. But he who walks in skillful and godly wisdom will be rescued. He who gives to the poor will never want. But he who shuts his eyes from their need will have many curses. When the wicked rise to power, men hide themselves. But when the wicked perish, the consistently righteous increase and become great. Thank you so much for coming today's podcast. I enjoy these small readings with you and enjoy your fellowship. Let's go ahead and, and close our meeting with the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us of our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Keep coming back. It works if you work it. Welcome to today's podcast of Bible College Curriculum. Thank you for coming on today. May the Lord bless you. The blessing of the Lord be upon you. We bless you in the name of the Lord. May God establish you in every which way, smile on you, and hold you in his arms. Amen. January the 10th, Turn Your Kids Around by Kenneth Copeland, article. Isaiah 54, 13. And all thy children shall be taught of the Lord, and great shall be the peace of thy children. Too many Christians 
Parents today are wasting time worrying about their children. Years ago, Gloria and I saw the devil trying to get a foothold in our children's lives. So one weekend, we got our concordance and four or five translations of the Bible. We began to search our scriptures and write our agreement prayers concerning them. We tore into the devil with the word of God and started saying, Thank God our children are not going to hell. Thank God they are taught of the Lord and great is their peace. Instead of walking the floor and worrying about them, we walked the floor and praised God for the situation. Things didn't change instantly. We still had to go through some tough times. But the word began to turn things around. Today, our children are serving God with all their hearts. If your kids are headed for trouble, don't waste time worrying. Start believing. Get the word working in their life. Bind the devil with with it and tell him he can't have them. Then follow the instruction in Matthew 9.38. Pray you, therefore, the Lord of the harvest, that he will send for labors into the field who can reach your children. God knows who they'll listen to. And he knows how to bring those people into their children's lives at just the right time. Grab hold of God's word. Refuse to let go where your children are concerned. And sooner or later, the word will grab hold of them. And reading for today is Psalm 127. 127. Let's see what that entails. Unless the Lord builds the house, laboring and prospering with the Lord. Unless the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain who build it. Unless the Lord guards the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. It is vain for you to rise up early, to sit late, and to eat the bread of sorrows. For so he gives his beloved sleep. Behold, children are a heritage from the Lord. The fruit of the womb is his a reward. Like arrows in the hand of a warrior, so are the children of one's youth. Happy is the man who has his quiver full of them. They shall not be ashamed. They shall speak with their enemies in the gate. Amen. All righty, let's, let's do some more, a uh, little bit of more psalms on that. Since today's the 10th, let's look at uh, Psalm 10. See what that says. Why do you stand afar off, O Lord? Why do you hide in times of trouble? The wicked in his pride persecute the poor. Let them be caught in the plots which they have devised. For the wicked boasts of his heart's desire and bless the greedy and renounces the Lord. The wicked in his proud countenance does not seek God. God is not of his thoughts. His ways are always prospering. The, your judgments are far above of his sight. And for all his enemies, he sneers at them. He has said in his heart, I shall not be moved. I shall not, never be in adversity. His mouth is full of cursing and deceit and oppression. Under his tongue is trouble and iniquity. He sits in the lurking places of the villages. In the secret place, he murders the innocent. His eyes are secretly fixed on the helpless. He lies in wait secretly as a lion in his den. He lies in wait to catch the poor. He catches the poor when he draws them into his net. He crouches, he lies low that the helpless may fall by his strength. He has said in his heart, God has forgotten. He hides his face, he will never see. Arise, O Lord, O God, lift up your hand. 
Do not forget the humble. Why do the wicked renounce God? He has said in his heart, you will not require an account. But you have seen, for your you observe trouble and grief. To repay it by your hand, the helpless commit himself to you. You are the helper of the fatherless. Break the arm of the wicked and the evil man. Seek out his wickedness until you find none. The Lord is king forever and ever. The nations have perished out of his land. Lord, you have heard the desires of the humble. You will prepare the heart. You will cause your ear to hear. To do justice to the fatherless and to the oppressed, that the man of the earth may oppress no more. Amen. All right. Let's see what other psalms we can read here. A Psalm of Song of David, the blessedness of answered prayer. I will extol you, O Lord, for you have lifted me up and have not let my foes rejoice over me. O Lord, my God, I cried out to you and you healed me. O Lord, you brought my soul up from the grave. You have kept me alive that I should not go down to the pit. Sing praises to the Lord, you saints of his, and give thanks at the remembrance of his holy name. For his anger is but for a moment, and his favor is for life. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. Now in my prosperity I said I shall never be moved. Lord, by your favor you have made my mountain stand strong. You hid your face, and I was troubled. I cried out to you, O Lord, and to the Lord I made supplication. What profit is there in my blood when I go down to the pit? Will the dust praise you? Will it declare your truth? Hear, O Lord, and have mercy on me. Lord, be my helper. You have turned for me my mourning into dancing. You have put off my sackcloth and clothed me with gladness. To the end that my glory may sing praise to you and not be silent. O Lord, my God, I will give thanks to you forever. Amen and amen. Praise God. Beautiful, beautiful psalm. Let's go see and see what Psalm 60 has to say for today. O God, you have cast us off. You have broken us down. You have been displaced. Restore us again. Amen. That your beloved may be delivered, save with your right hand and hear me. God has spoken in his holiness. I will rejoice. Amen. Give us help from trouble. For the help of man is useless. Through God we will do valiantly, for it is he who shall tread down our enemies. I skipped a few scriptures to get to the to the blessing ones. Hmm. Let's see. Okay, now let's go to Psalm 130. Out of the depths I cry to you, O Lord. Lord, hear my voice. Let your ear be attentive to the voice of my supplications. If you, Lord, should mark iniquities, O Lord, who could stand? But there is forgiveness with you that you may be feared. 
I wait for the Lord, my soul waits, and in his word I do hope. My soul waits for the Lord more than those who watch for the morning. Yes, more than those who watch for the morning. O Israel, hope in the Lord, for with the Lord there is mercy, and with him is abundant redemption, and he shall redeem Israel from all her iniquities. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for coming to today's class. May the Lord bless you and keep you and make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. Amen.